Did we just stumble into an interview? Yeah, we just stumbled, Did we just stumbled into the podcast, that's, baby. That's what we're doing, dude. I love it. Did Jacoby Papa Roach, thank you for being here. Yo, it's great to be here, my hey, brother Morgan. Good I to am, see you. I, I can't, you know, man, I don't want to like, I don't want to dive in with the questions right away. I just want to ask how you're doing. Well, life, you know, life rips uh, so long as I let it, you know what I mean? And I found myself uh, recently kind of getting the way of, getting in the way of that. Getting and, in the way of yourself. Yeah, just getting in the way of myself or... Uh, just kind of, I honestly, I had a meltdown like f- three days ago, like a, fr- like a full on, like freak out. And, uh, I was, I was an asshole, um, to my brother, um, to my wife, to anybody that I came in contact with. And, and it was just like, I didn't know how to like st- I know how to stop, pause, and reflect, and halt, and are you hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? tired? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do know. Uh, it's just sometimes when you're in like in the trench and you're freaking out, like, I just had a meltdown, man. I just broke down crying, and I, uh, you know, I just finished up my last show of the year. Um, it was, I'm coming up, I gotta get a surgery pretty soon, and. Let's, hold on, hold on, hold on one second. We'll come back, we'll come back. Yeah. Do you think that that's. I don't want to get too deep, too no, quick. No, we're going mate. to. No, we're gonna fuck. We're gonna fucking. <laughs> we're going in, dude. We're both gonna probably cry on. Oh, on this here episode. we go. So yeah, this is not gonna be like any interview you've hey, done so in the good. last second and however long you've done interviews in. Yeah. Do you think it's because you stopped that fucking last that last show? Yeah. You think it's because like you're like I'm stopping. Yeah. And I, and I have to do this fucking hard thing in my life. Yeah. That you absolutely. broke down. And you got fucking upset with everybody. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I had a full, just, it's, I finished that show. I got the rest of the year. Um, I got to get a little procedure done. I got to heal up from that. Are we allowed to talk about it? Uh, no, nah, I'm rather not go into Let's the details it. of it, you know, but it's, I got to do it. it. It's like I've had, I just had a pull, a tooth pulled like two days ago. All this kind of like minor health stuff that I've avoided dealing with because I've just been on the road gunning, running and gunning, ripping. I finally, I'm like, all right, now I got to pause. And it's time for some self-care. You well, know? You, well, you know, there's, uh, you know, something that somebody told me recently. They're like, tires, taxes, teeth. You know what I'm saying? The three T's. You know what I mean? <laughs> they all could kill you. That's like, if you have those things in order, your life is all right. Oh! And guess what? None of mine are in order. You know? Like, it's a, like, you, you have your tires, your taxes, your teeth. Three T's. Your but car, you, you know, it's like your car's fucked. Yeah. Teeth fucked. Taxes, like, don't oh know the God, I don't even talk about those. So you're like, I can understand. Yeah. My front tires are balding right now, actually. Dude, <laughs> I have to get new tires. We gotta, I don't even know why you brought that up. Yeah. We but got, now I know why you brought it we up. We got to get it. That's the thing is like, we, people like yeah. you and I, I I'm not going to like go ahead and tell everybody about all of our our history stuff but like people like you and i have to get those things are so hard for yeah. for people like you and i to do <laughs> going to the dentist yeah let me tell you that's oh. a fucking crazy thing to do bro i i just had a have you ever had a tooth like just straight pulled yes oh i was sitting in the chair right and uh i go up to this guy and been there and like 15 years to this old guy because he took my medical coverage and I went up there and he's like all right we're gonna have to pull this thing and 
They numb me up, you know, the whole deal. And I'm like, I had some pretty traumatic stuff as a child happen around some teeth and mouth injuries that like... What, did you get punched in the face? No, I went on a sledding accident and smashed my teeth inside my brother's head and like left a tooth in the back of his skull. And it was like, well, you know, just one of those events in my life. I was like, ah! Yes. And uh, so I'm sitting in this dental chair with this guy's got this like, maybe like a shoehorn in my mouth. I don't know what the hell this guy's got in my mouth. And he's like pulling on my tooth. And all of a sudden I'm like 10 years old and I'm sitting in this dental chair just going, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? Dude, it feels so much bigger. Those things feel so much fucking bigger <laughs> than they actually are. Yeah. You know when you look at the thing and they're like, that's a really small thing. And oh, it's it just like a little feels- guy horrible oh yeah feels fucking terrible dude and so like but bringing you back bringing it back to that you you're you're like the tortoise tortoise stop other bunch of shit happened you got to get this fucking teeth thing and so of course you had a fucking freak out yeah kind of had a freak out it's all good though i made i made up i i cleaned up my side of the street you know i made my apologies what did you do uh what do you mean what i did well what did when because i'll tell you exactly how i freak out because I do it all the time. You yeah, just, yeah. You, you know, TJ came in to say hi. TJ, my my business partner. For anybody who who you know, I don't know when <laughs> the one and the only, the lovely and the talented TJ. This motherfucker like deals with my shit all the time. <laughs> I have to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about like all of the you know like, <laughs> yeah the freak I, out. I, I'm sorry that I said this thing. I'm sorry I did it in the way that I did it, and I understand. What did you? What? How was? What? What did you? Mine was just like a, fuck you, you guys fucking are just always trying to squeeze the last little bit of everything out of me before I just get a beat. I need a beat. Give me a moment. You know, and it was like, people weren't trying to hear that. And I was just like, okay, I'm just going to keep grinding. And you, you know, you just keep grinding, right? And it was all centered around, I had a hometown show, a lot of that going on, you know, um, the, it was an amazing show. One of the best, show, a pinnacle moment in my life, honestly. A pinnacle, a pinnacle moment in P. Roach's career. Uh, headline on the B stage at Aftershock uh, with My Chemical Romance going on, you know what I'm saying? Like kings of fucking emo ripping it up. And uh, it was a big night, you know, and just uh, I think just knowing that that was all coming to an end and I had to get into all this self-care and then I had to do this work. And I accidentally, because I was like, oh, man, I feel a cold sore coming on. I'm going to go take some cold sore medicine. So I go upstairs. Those are just like those little things. Oh, yeah, little guys. Every little thing. Yeah, so I grabbed them and I accident. I didn't realize about an hour and a half later, I'm like, oh, God, I feel nauseous. I feel like I'm like going to vomit. And they're like, get on the bike and shoot this TikTok. And I'm like, I seriously, I'm going to throw up. And <laughs> so then... I go upstairs and I realize I took two 800 milligram ibuprofen without, I just went up there and grabbed, you know, the little orange bottle because I thought it was my, my ibuprofen. That's what we do. Yeah. So I grabbed those. I was like, I hadn't eaten yet. So then I'm like uh, sick to my stomach as a dog. And it was a culmination of everything. And emotionally, I just, uh, I had been building up to this. This is the last show of the year. You know, I'm going to, I have to like assimilate to, um, you know, kind polite society and being you know house hubby and dad and husband which are all things that i love and all things that are i am great at but it takes me a minute to switch those gears and i just was in this like all right i'm about to switch gears and i just don't fucking know how to do it and i just ah! you know and i just 
I was cry- I was ended up crying. <laughs> I felt like a kid again. I'm like, oh. dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, can I, can I, can I ask you yeah. about that? Like, because like you're, look, we have a, we have a, we have a lot, of, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, right? like we have a lot of yeah. stuff to talk about. And that was just like, how are you right now? <laughs> like, no, dude, that was just a, how are you right now? Yeah. And it's, do, do you, do you feel like a fucking little kid all the time? Do you could like, because you, it's very hard to explain this. I feel like I'm a little kid in an adult's body and I don't know how to do things sometimes. There's definitely moments when I'm in that space, you know, but then I go to that adulting space, you know, it's like I kind of bounce between the two and I feel uh, when I'm on tour, there's this inner child, right? That's just thriving and having a blast because it's, it's about the show. It's about getting ready for that show. It's about everything that goes on around about that, the show that night. And there's not a lot of adulting that comes into that. You yeah, know what I mean? You do, but you've been doing it for, since you're yeah. a little kid and you're in fucking garages, yeah. playing in garages, like doing every fucking tour. I did a little bit. Dude, I did a, I, you know, I know a lot. I know a lot about Papa Roach. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, because been... Papa Roach has been a part of my life. Yeah. It's been a part of my childhood. It's been a part of my adulthood. And yeah. recently it's been a part of my fucking, the things that I get to do now yeah so it's it's been an honor but like i know so i know a little bit about you yeah but it's so it's like every time i wonder i see you go on stage and i'm like man does this does this guy just feel like a fucking little kid all the time like getting back on that stage and being like (laughs) it's like it's like the first time well i would say that there's this wild freedom in that in in a sense you know what i'm saying like if you like nurture your inner child and still have this ability adult to adult, I feel that there's this, that's where the magic lives for me, you know? Cause it's like, it, it, when I was a young kid, I was all, I'm just a dreamer, a wild dreamer. I had these crazy dreams. I want to be, you know, I've got, I got a wiffle ball bat and I'm in my front yard and I'm doing windmill guitar swings, wigging out with a wiffle ball bat. And my parents are going, what's this guy doing? I'm like, mom, I'm getting ready. I want to be a rock star. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yes. And that like childlike faith that just knowing that that was going to be the the mark that I was going for and just having enough like uh, bits of grand grandeur, uh, like delusions of grandeur, mm-hmm. just enough, just enough, you know, like not to just fall, go completely over the edge. But I think that when you got a little bit of that delusions of grandeur going on, like, but then you could still adult. That's where the magic lies for me. And it's like, I think finding that balance is always that. That's the struggle. Do you okay? So all right, all right. I I understand that. I very much understand yeah. that. That's and I and I think that there's going to be a couple people listening to this that do totally understand that middle ground of where that yeah. magic is and where that reality lays. Papa Roach and you at this point, and I fucking this is something that I really really dislike. I really dislike how loosely this wrote or this this word is tossed around you're you're a legend like oh, for real for real though for hold real. on hold on hold on <laughs> no 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 but for real like there are you know like there are kids that come in here there are kids that i see like at fucking like emo nights nervous like what's up legend what's up legend you are that person you are that band do you 
Does that is do you, does that ever does that hit you? Does that feel like something that you that I can actually be saying to you, or does it feel like you're still going? I'm still in it, man. I'm still like in the thick of it. You know, it's like I appreciate the my ego is like, oh, cool, right on. But then I'm like a dog. It's like I forget. You know what I'm saying? Dude, <laughs> Real you quick. have to know at some point. Yeah, right? I mean, you know, as I look back and and reflect upon the years and you know the accomplishments and the album sales and the accolades and you know the shows and the and the and the connections we've made like we've got a lot of really good stuff in the in the bank you know like it's there's a lot of great stuff to look back on and learn from and uh i just i don't feel my story's over you know what i mean but do you think you've earned that title because i i do i i actually do there's not a lot of people that come across this couch and this where i get to talk to somebody where i actually feel like they've earned that I would say legend status truly sets in after you have passed away in my mind That's where I see what a legend is. You know when you speak of old legend legends of old, right? It's like it's not some dude that's getting on stage ready to rip it still so it's like I Although I appreciate it and I'm grateful for it. I just don't think I'm there yet Yeah, but you got yeah, and it's also probably a little bit difficult because you have like wife family kids oh, do yeah. all this stuff so you go home yeah. and you're like how how can I be al- I have to make dinner I, I will legendarily like, like, make this dinner like I have to do this like how yes. am I a legend and I have to do regular shit like get gas <laughs> in the fucking car oh. dude but it's like it's seeing it from the outside like I, I don't talk to a lot of people like you you dude this has been since what like 90 90, we started in 93. Yeah. 93. Yeah, you're right. 93. 93, bro. That's Damn. Yeah, no. We have we have about, I, I don't know how, how long you have, but we, oh, what do we have? Like all, over 30 years of stuff to go over? Yeah, dude. Oh, don't worry about it, dude. It's we've just, been <laughs> through it, mate. We've been there and done it. And dude, you're like, I, I'm going to, I'm going to bring it back to that because that's something that I do want to talk about. I want to talk about like the lexicon of music and the lexicon of like your life because it's important it's important to me and i think it's important to the people that fucking are listening to this young and old and you have a very special thing where you're connecting with young people oh man it's lovely did you do like you have that you have that thing and let's be real you and i are not young anymore nah dude we ain't no spring chickens we're not young anymore how what would it like that's why I asked is if you still feel like a fucking little kid when you make this music and when you make your new albums and when you write these songs and when you go out on stage do you still feel like a little kid is that how we connect I to think these people? I, I think what it is is it it's like being in, involved in music and creativity and art and art culture musical culture there's a timelessness to it you know you step into it and it's like it does it's it's not about how long you been here it's about what do you got right now who are you what do you bring it to the table you know what kind of fire are you bringing what kind of energy are you bringing to the stage how do you make people feel when they're around you how do you make people feel at your rock show how how do people feel when they leave your rock show you know like what impact are you making i think that that's that's the importance of it all and uh you know we st- i just saw the chili peppers the other night right and i see flea backstage and he's warming up and he's just grinding on that bass for like an hour and a half and i'm like this dude's still a, he's still a student. 
he's still a student of his craft. Like, Chili Peppers ain't done. They still got more to tell you. And they're getting up there and ripping it and having a blast. You know what I'm saying? Dancing around in a kilt and a freaking fishnet shirt entertaining me like it was just lovely. You know? And P. Roach, we doing that same thing. I don't know if you can tell right now, but like I'm already starting to tear up. Just oh. because, Like I'm already starting to tear up just because of like the importance that I think that you've brought to not not look you're a you're a i think everybody can agree that you guys took over alternative and new metal like and that's a i, I would i would i mean there's some smashers in that genre look, still. i know and you there's nobody you haven't toured with oh yeah we've been except the deftones but we'll never tour with the deftones why i don't know just we we've have you tried? Uh, we put our name in a few times over and over, and I think there just came a point where we were like, all right, I get it. Like, that did ain't going to happen. That they... ship sailed. That's it okay. Is. But Chino's cool, man. He's like a dude. He's a friend. You know what I'm saying? It's just they're always on that, like, who's who's the next Baroness? Yeah, but you, you know? know what? I think that, you, look. That's cool. Look. Respect. I, I think that this album that you just put out, Ego Trip, Oh, has the potential to be the new infest for every single one of those kids. It has the new potential to be that white pony. I'm doing my best to let people know about it. I know. I know. And I, you know, if you listen to it in full, you're like, oh, fucking these guys like really took everything that they did for over the last like whatever, how many years? Like, and put it there they they threw their asses into this fucking album mm-hmm. dude it's got I'll, we'll talk about the music later like we will talk about this later because i really you know tj was just here and i'm gonna throw him under the bus a little bit <laughs> i'm gonna throw him under the bus TJ, a he's going under the bus oh tj we go. we're gonna throw him under the bus here a little we go, bit teach. but you know you and i are doing something um I, you know, I don't, I, you know, like how, you, how we can't announce some stuff, but we're, we're doing something together. And, and, you know, I've been a fan of, of hard music, hardcore music, new metal, and, and for, for a long time. And, uh, you know, TJ and I had to, to listen to this album and be like, pick some stuff. We're not gonna, I'll, we'll let everybody know what the fuck we're talking about. And TJ side hit me up and he goes, this is a, this is a great album. Oh, thanks, like, Teach. He, he was like, this is a great album. He was like, appreciate it. The songs are good. The lyrics are good. Like, he was like, I don't know how to, like, I don't know how to do what we're supposed to do. Right. Because it's a fucking solid album. Uh, that was the goal on that one, man. That was the goal. That was the goal. Uh, I mean, like, like, it's been one of the ones that's on been on repeat and it, and it feels strange to do that because usually I've got new stuff, old stuff, fucking all my classics on repeat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Ego Trip has been on repeat. Damn, son. That's what's up, dude. But Appreciate for real, it. I, I, I don't bullshit. I think cool. Doug, you can fucking tell, you can literally, you know, I don't have to be like, I don't have to gas anybody up. If yeah, I don't yeah. like something, I don't like something. Yeah. I'll tell you my favorite song and my least favorite song on the album, and I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, that's just the way it goes. Yep. Like, I just want to 
talk about it, but I do think that it's 10 out of 10. Yeah, how did so, you how did you get there? So here we are. 2019 on tour, 2020 on tour. I don't know what it was. I forget. The pandemic set in and we didn't know what to do with our lives. We went home and packed it up and you know, I didn't realize I needed a break and then I got a break and then that break became a little too long of a break. I'm like Boys, we need to get creative. You start feeling crazy. Yeah, it's just starting kind of a little spun out, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, as well as so many other people. I did. Had that I same went experience. Out. I went out. You lost it. I lost it. That's all right. It's okay. We back. We're back. We back, baby. So you know, uh, we decided we need to make a record. So we rented a house down in Temecula, California, and uh, we rolled in there. We had uh, our producers, a couple engineers, the band. Um, and a friend of ours that was a chef and he cooked for us and we made music 24 hours a day it seemed like for a month straight until the wheels fell off I think we left that place like absolutely depleted like leveled just had nothing left to offer creatively and broke down a lot of walls um, emotionally um, stylistically and just made what we could, what we believed would be the best snapshot in time of music that we could do. And that was the kickstart of it. And then we took that stuff back to North Hollywood um, and fine tuned it. And uh, then back over to my boy Doc, his studio for a little while, fine tuned it a little bit more. And then this thing was ready and we started a record company. We brought back New Noise Records. We did. And so we took the reins on it. How, uh, what was the, what was, what was the reasoning for for doing that? So our our contract was up with um, our record company Better Noise at the time, and we were re we were renegotiating a deal with them, and we were like, you know what? I feel like it's time we go take the temperature outside the the circle here and just see what's out there. I, I need to know, and so we met with uh, Concord, we met with Fearless, we met with um, uh, Spine Farm, uh, I, I believe Spine, uh, Glass Note or. Uh, uh, we re we met with a slew of them, and then we met with uh, ADA, which is a artist services um, kind of record deal type thing uh, partnership, and we weighed it all out. And a couple of the guys in the band were just like, "I feel it's time. We got to do this. We got to resurrect new noise and do this ourselves. Let's utilize ADA as our infrastructure. Take our creative, our team." Our, you know, our content creators, our video directors, our art directors, let's go over there, let's get in a room and see what we can do, because we have, the record's done, it's ready to go, let's see, let's brain hurricane on this thing, and we realize, like, you know, you hear about the music industry and the wizard behind the curtain, well, guess what, I'm learning to become the wizard, that's the, that's the deal, right, everybody in the band is now, our goal is to become a wizard, and it's not rocket science, you know, it's like make great music and service your fans with entertainment. And it's like the rest, the live show is there, right? We, it's like it all, it's all just clicking into shape now. It's, it's so exciting. You mentioned, you mentioned a couple of things. You mentioned like entertainment, you mentioned the live show. Like, you know, I, I feel like you guys have been as a band and you, have been so self-aware of what Papa Roach is and Papa Roach 
will become and what Papa Roach was. Yeah. Like, is it ever, like, are you guys, you know, you know, you, TJ and I are, are best friends. He's my best friend in the entire world. We yell at each other. Yeah. We fight with each other. Yeah. We do this shit. Like brothers. Brothers, dude. Yeah. It's like your brothers yeah. in this fucking thing. Yeah. You spend so much time with each other. Yep. But you guys have effortlessly continuously moved on in in things in culture and in life where I think other bands would be like pissed you know like like you'd see the things online and be like right upset you have worked with it oh absolutely man is that like is that is that because of like who you guys are as people or is that because that's the goal that went into Papa Roach. It's the, it's the absolute 100% goal that it started with. We started back in 93, and uh, w our first full-length record that we released was in 97. And so we did these like cassette tapes before that, little couple song demos and stuff like that. Well, we finally made this album. It was called Old Friends from Young Years. Yep. And the reason we released the album with this title was because that is the goal. We like, let's self-fulfill prophecy. Let's like put it out in the ether. Let's put it out in the cosmos and this will become our reality. Well, here I am 20 some odd years later, almost 30 years later, and I'm still great friends with everybody that we started that band with. You know what I'm saying? Even Dave Buckner, who isn't playing with us anymore, is a brother to me. Is he the guy who played tromb trombone? Uh, no, that was Ben Luther. Ben Luther. He's still doing great. He's up on the mountain up in Tahoe, baby. Shout out to Ben Luther, baby. Yeah. This is fucking wild, right? What a wild thing to start that fucking thing in a band with like trombone. Like, dude, yep. garages, yeah. all this stuff. We were and garage you guys, rock heroes, bro. Yeah, you guys went into it knowing yeah. what you guys are. Yeah. It, and right now, like right now. And that's why I think that so many like young kids, that's why so many, that's why I think the youth is like connected with you. Right. Because there's an authenticity in there for it. You know, aware. we saw Green Day doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were on the sidelines, you know, over at, at Gilman, right? And Green Day is rocking shows there, and we're in the crowd going, These are, this is just a local band that's, like, blowing up, dude. We're like, we can do this. We saw our brothers in AFI do it. You know what I mean? We saw, I mean, from very far away, it was, like, Metallica right there from the Bay. Those dudes were four dudes from this, you know, from their town that wanted to make music and they were doing it on the world stage. And, uh, you know, the 90s was a great time for ba bands um, that started in the garage that took it to the world stage. And that was like inspiring to us. Also, Deftones was another one of those bands. I mean, look, me and you are on the same page about Deftones. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember the Love first them. time I like, was crying. The yeah. first time I saw him, like, oh, like yeah. every single album I think is fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. But dude, every single th one of your albums I also think is amazing. When I got to see you guys live, yeah, I was fucking some... tearing up. Yeah, we're bringing things from each era onto the stage. I think it's important to do that. You know, you brought us, this is another thing that you guys have done, has been so open to working with somebody like me, Emo mm -hmm. Night, like Emo Night, like think about that, that name. It's not, I was like, there's no way in a million years Papa Roach would ever work with us. I was so surprised that you were like, yes. Oh, let's go, dude. We're open. I love, I honestly, man, I love just collaborating with people. I think it's great. I think that that's where like a lot of people in the rock world kind of miss out is the collaborative efforts and you know we're fans of all types of music 
I love all types of emo. You know what I'm saying? It was like, it's been part of the fabric of who I am and what I love about music, you know? So it's like, all right, let's do this. And don't get it twisted. I know you're playing some P. Rocha emo night. You know what I'm saying? So it like, it made sense. Like, you're going to drop Last Resort at emo night? Of course. You're going to play Scars at emo night? Let's go. You're probably going to play even our new one, No Apologies. You probably drop that at new emo night. It's like, it works, man. And, and, I, and I feel that there's like this certain out element not that we can claim we're you know an emo icon but like that's part of the fabric of who we are as well i mean it was like during that that era you yeah, guys, absolutely that's not the, it's not the the fucking thing that you guys are emo you have elements of it and you grew up during the same time that all of the bands that we listened to mm-hmm. grew up at this did the same is the same period absolutely so it hits that in oh, that yeah. same you know, it's time, time and place and people. Yep. And that's why I'm saying, like, I think Ego Trip will be other, like, these kids fucking infest. Ooh, like, I really do. Because it's, you have to admit, like, you know, the first, like, and there's a, there's a lot of things that I have to say. I don't, I don't want to fucking go on rants. Everybody is mad at me on this for, like, going on rants, like, all the time. But, like, <laughs> Infest is an iconic album. And it's like, how did you feel like you were going to top that? How the (sighs) fuck did you feel? Did you know at the time you're like, this is going to be one of the biggest albums in the world? Dude, I'll tell you, when we we were dropping in Fest, we were like, we're going to be, we're going to get in the van. We're going to go tour. Maybe we'll sell like 250,000. We're going to go, we're going to go work our ass off just like we've done all the time. And... Then we turned in uh, our demos to the record company, and they were like, ah, we don't hear it. It was with Warner Brothers. We had a demo deal, and they were like, we don't hear it. Let's, can we pause? Yeah. What's the discouragement like there? Like, Dude, okay, I'm sitting on a van in San Francisco, and the van's on a hill like at about a 30-degree angle, and I'm just sitting, and all the blood's just rushing to my head because I was laying down in the back of the van. We were leaving, and we get this, uh, get this message they're going to pass. And it was just like, oh. like we'd gotten passed on by everybody. And it, we really felt like we were on the precipice of greatness, you know? And they were like, nope, we just, we don't hear it. Um, the A&R had gotten fired in the process. So you guys are welcome to walk with these demos um, and you could shop them elsewhere. And right in a 10 minute period, we're like, all right, cool. we got a plan. Like we're gonna shop this thing, but if not, we're just gonna drop it independently, and we're just gonna start touring around because that's what we what we have been doing at the time, and just like go out there and hustle it. I had this mantra: "What the fuck, Papa Roach? Five bucks with a boombox on my shoulder, you know, at the Corn Show or the Deftone Show or the Limp Biscuit Show coming through town. What the fuck, Papa Roach? Five bucks selling our stuff to the people that were going to those shows, and so we had this wild hustler spirit, you know. Um, so it was like very defeating for like about 10 minutes and I was like you know what man we've been done this like let's just keep pressing on and then next thing you know we're mixing these demos down in uh, North Hollywood uh, Will Smith is in the next room I'm freaking out because Will Smith's in the next room isn't that weird when that happened yeah it was wild I was, and he was super gracious and cr- really cool to us and uh, next thing you know this guy Ron Handler from DreamWorks Records pops in and uh, comes and checks out these these tracks and he became interested in it couple weeks later we're standing around in san luis obispo we played this show at this place called uh 
oh, what's it called? A uh, slow brew is what it was called. It was a brewery. And I remember standing out back and we're loading up the equipment and and Ron Handler, the AR came to the show again and he's like, All right guys, I think we're ready to ink I think we're ready to, you know, offer you guys a proper deal. And I was just like, Oh my God. Woohoo! We made it. Nah, man, we were just at the bottom of another hill, bro. It's cool. Do you, do you, were you still <laughs> were you still fucked up at this point? Uh you know, at this point in my life I was like I was drinking and partying, but it really hadn't gotten a hold of me like real bad. I was working a day job, you know, and I, I was like functioning. I wasn't too loose and too crazy. Um, it wasn't till, you know, I went on tour foreign fest that that I believe like the alcoholism, that alcoholic lifestyle, like it really took over. That's when it like just full tilt boogie why do you think is it because you think that you were just allowed to do whatever you want because you were in a fucking popular band and everybody just co-signed it and you uh, just yeah. had the ability to wake up and drink we wanted to rage man we all just wanted to rage and we had people to co-sign it and you know it was like we, i felt like i was in the 80s for like <laughs> a couple of years dude. i was like let's go dude do you miss it uh you know i had a lot of great honestly let's I be a, real let's be real i'm gonna because... be real i had a lot of great times then um and a lot of not so great times. It was like as high the highest highs, the lows matched, right? And I think that that the volatility within that was what really like fucked me up. And I w I was a uh, I was I was I was not a good guy, you know. I was a, I was good. I was nice. I had a good reputation. I was nice to people. That was true. I wasn't good to myself. I wasn't good to my wife. You know what I mean? We're not good to the people that were like that love the us closest the most. to me. Yeah, the people that were closest to me. The stranger, I'm like, what's up, bro, dude? Good to see you. And everybody's ah! like, oh man, Jacoby's fucking great. Yeah, like, he's, he's awesome the best. Guy. Like, how could he be fucking be yeah. an asshole? And then I'm putting my head through doors and you know destroying hotels, destroying yeah. Woo! I did. I just. I done destroyed a bunch of hotels on that on that cycle, man. It, some of them were fun, and then some of them was like just sad. Yeah. Some sometimes it gets sad, dude. Like yeah. that, that, and and you know what it always does. Yeah. yeah and I got to tell you, after this pandemic, like, I think I was t I was talking to you about this in maybe Mexico, where it was just like, you know, the pandemic fucked me. Like it fucked yeah. me. And uh, it, I went out. Yeah, I lied to everybody for a long time. I was, just, I'm fine. It's fine. Don't yeah. have to do anything. It never got better. It never got cooler. It never got more fun. It yeah. never got like, but there are those moments where I miss punching a hole through the wall and not remembering it and like s being on a stage and like feeling that energy. Yeah. And I'm just like, so what is it like now? Like, like now? Cause you've been sober for a minute. Yeah. I've been off the drink now for like whh, over 10 years. Yeah. I got. Let's, uh, let's I can tell, yeah, I can tell you how many days. Let's find out. I got the day counter right here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I uh, do too. 3,892 days. 10.65 years. Does this get harder or does it get easier? Uh, e Way easier. It's not an option for me anymore. I'm just like, I I mean, t not to sound macabre or dark, but I'd rather put a gun in my mouth than put a drink in my mouth. Because I know like the the drink is the slow way to 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 a miserable lonely isolated death nah, I, I not for me you. it's not for you. me i'm just i got way too much great stuff in my life to live for 
Um, there's so much in this world that is inspiring, that is lovely, that is, that just fills me, you know? And, and it, yeah, it's music, it's creative, it's friendships, it's my spirituality, um, it's my, it's my family, it's, it's my children, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's my band, it's my connection with my band, you know? And even at times I want to just, ah, my band drive me crazy, ah, well, something's wrong with me, I got to figure that out. You know, I do know. I'm having a, look. I'm having a pretty hard time figuring out. Like I'm, I'm going through the fourth. I'm going through fourth again. Yeah, I'm well, going. And anybody that's listening to this, like fucking whatever, it doesn't matter. You it's guys awesome can, recovery. People, that's cool. People get it. You know, people look. You can look it up. Like there's every single fucking movie and yeah. TV show does shit about it right now. And um, I gotta tell you, dude, like you're doing something that is on my 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 fourth. You're doing like. And I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about this. You're yeah, doing, the you're details. Doing, no, I will. But like, I will. You're doing like TikTok stuff, and you're doing re- really good at it. But TikTok's on my four. Yeah. I don't like it. Yep. It's not something that like grabbed me. It's not something that like made me feel connected. And somehow I'm watching you being resentful. At an app, being like, why the fuck are they so good at it? How does Jacoby just like fucking figure this out? I'll tell you why. Eh. I'll tell you why. Eh. My brother, my brother Bryson, he's the magic sauce behind it because I have, I had no interest at all. I feel, if I'm going to be completely honest with you, if I could do away with all social media, I would do away with it. 100%. Absolutely. Get it out of here. I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's good for us i don't either period um you know it's an industry standard people talk wow you guys are killing it cool we're killing it i appreciate that it's part of the business i look at it that way and i do my best to enjoy when i put myself i have to put myself in a space of just enjoy this because you could be digging a ditch you know what i mean and that's that's how i that's how i approach it and because for a while i didn't want to mess with it at all uh I I met this kid, you know, Jarris Johnson. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, how are you doing this thing? And he's like, he's like, bro, it's like a stage. It's just approach it any way you want to approach it. You don't have to do anything. Just if you're going to do it, do it your way. You don't have to do it how the other people do it. Do it your way. I was like, all right, cool. And so I've been doing it, you know, and it's working the songs. It's, you know what it is? Here's what it is. It is free promotion for our music. That's that's where the map and and then my and then my mind flips and I go free promo for my music there there's something good there's something real in there I need to go after so it's this mixed like I want to put it in a headlock fuck this and then man but there's like I can do this but then I'll tell you this man don't compare your apples to my oranges man I know it's like I do the same thing bro I'll watch uh uh ex rock star there was this, there was this rock star that I was following for some years on uh Instagram and he was living the quote rock star life and doing all this and you know live on the on the deal partying and carrying on and I love their music and and I was like I I had to unfollow I'm like I can't follow this motherfucker man because what it's doing is it's making me feel less than 
Okay. It's making me feel way less than. It's not healthy. What the fuck? Oh, we can only compare ourselves it, to us. Exactly, man. And, and I was just comparing my apples to somebody else's oranges, and there's no peace in it. Zero peace. Oh, that's you what, know I was, what I mean, dude. That's what I was saying. It was just like, you know, I, I look at your guys' shit. And I'm like, it looks like you're having fun. Well, I do know how to have yeah, fun. You know what I'm like saying? It looks like you're having fun. And I'm like, I look at it as a job, right? Like, so somebody's like, do a TikTok. And they're like, as soon as somebody tells me to do something, regardless of if it's fucking fun or not, <laughs> I'm going to go, fuck off. I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I started fucking thinking about it as like a job. The first thing that I thought about it was a job. Right. And so I can't get that out of my head. And then I look at you guys and I'm like, God damn, dude, it looks like they're having fun fucking fun with it and i wish i could leave i wish i could leave that fucking thing out of my head yeah you know what you know what it is i'll tell you this the, the way that we've made it fun though and i'll just say this is uh we'll go do like what we call content creation vacations so let's go get an airbnb somewhere with the boys and we'll just fuck off and just come up with a bunch of ideas fuck around and do it and see if some of them work and some of them don't and then that's it is what it is um, but yeah, man, it's a, I got to leave my family and go, Hey honey, I'm going, I'm leaving to go create TikToks. My wife's like, fuck off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's a, but in the biz we're in, it's, it's one of those things. It's like bittersweet dude, straight up. Like I want to put it in a chokehold mm -hmm. and I find myself comparing my apples to somebody else's oranges mm -hmm. on the regular. Mm -hmm. But I also have to know like when to just put it down. And turn it off. It's such a fun conversation because it's like I, you know, like everyone that I get and everyone that like people send me, I'm like, I like this. Like this is funny. Like this is good shit. I like it. Yeah. Like I like it. But I don't. As soon as somebody tells me to do something, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to fucking do it. And yeah, I feel like that's like the same. We share the same brain in that situation. Yeah, absolutely. And man. so like I look up to you in doing those. Like there's a lot of stuff I look up to you. Oh, man. Like, really, really, really do, man. Like, you've been... How about I... you looking at me instead of up at me? Well, I mean, I look up to you. No, no, I think All it's right. okay. I think it's okay. All right. I, I think that that's an okay thing. I look up to a lot of people, right? Like, I look up to Doug. He knows how to use a camera. I don't know how oh, to use Doug, a camera. Oh, Doug, Doug, like, Doug, Doug. I, I look up to, like, the other interviewers in here. Like, they know how to interview. Like, I don't know what I'm fucking doing. I'm just, like, doing this. And I look up to them. I look up to people that, like can do things that I can and I think that that's great well what I'll say to you man is you know what I find is what people like is authenticity and you ain't nothing short of that bro that's it right it's like they want authentic that's what people want that's that's what I feel like in the rock world and in the punk world and in the hardcore world it's like that's what people want is authenticity so when you come with it and you are one of those cats right that just bring who you are to the table unashamed and that's like important, you know, because if you just if they say jump and you go, how high? Right. It's like you're just one of them. You I, it's we ain't one of them, mate. I'm not one of them. And it's like it's so hard because I make it to like fucking sit here and I get to talk to my fucking like the guys that I love and I look up to. I care about. And then I like you know, see people being like, why didn't you ask more about this? Like, why you look so fucking weird? Like, what's the fuck? Fuck all of that shit. Yeah. Like, I'm going to talk to my friend and I'm going to talk to these bands like they, like they are my people. Absolutely. Like, you're my people, dude. We tribe, dude. Dude, it's, 
it's been like I said, I do I do look up to you a lot. Like it, and it is and there's another reason why is because you have consistently been so positive. Like you you are a I don't and I don't know how you do it. Like I don't I don't know how every single time I've seen you, every single time I've seen you live, every interview that I've seen with you, you manage to maintain and you manage to be that person that somebody can look up to. Amen. And and do you have those feelings of like hopelessness and despair? Ugh. Dude, that's that's why I am the way I am cuz I know the dark. You know what I mean? I know the isolation, the dark, the lonely, the broken, been there. Uh, and I go back there occasionally. It ain't all gratitude and happy all the time. You know, I, ch I choose, and it's not a fake mask that I wear because I like to roll up in a room and see people smile. I like to put a, a smile on somebody's face. I like to compliment somebody on something that they're wearing or something that they're doing. Or I love that. I could just love... I want, I want to make people feel good because I know that there's so many other things that everyone individually is is fighting against, right? The battle is real for everybody, no matter what socioeconomic class or whatnot. You know, there's a struggle with every everybody's working through something. And I feel that if I, if I could just go be a, a, a beam of light when I can, be it. Because... Uh, I heard a friend say this, when my mind goes negative, my mouth goes positive. When the mind goes negative, the mouth goes positive. And I, and I, and that stuck with me, man, because my mind goes negative a lot. Like it's real. And then I have to go, all right, let's take the fucking lemons and make lemonade motherfucker. You know, and you had made a comment earlier about this like effortlessness and it's been so much effort. You know what I mean? Like in in the in the battle to keep the band progressing in the battle to keep my marriage strong in the battle to be a good father in the battle to be a good friend uh it, it takes it, it nothing is effortless you know what i'm saying it's like it's it's that battle all the time but it's like fuck what else battle am i gonna fight i ain't gonna give up i know that i got a real good get back upper or whatever that thing is called, you know, when you're on your back and it goes and the, you're back up again on your feet. The, yeah, that thing. That? Ju ju chip? What's it called, dog? Nah, it's yeah, that get back up. Or... Kick, kick up. Yeah. Kick up. Kip the up. Kick up, mate. Kip up. Kip up, mate. Kip up. Dude. I'm on that kip life, bro. I uh, And I, I talk about Napoleon Dynamite, although he is pretty tight too, kip from Napoleon Dynamite. I want to talk to you a little, like I want to like, you know, we cover a little bit of like personal stuff, but I want to talk to you about this album in particular i want to talk to you about the music that you're making in particular yeah. because i found it like i said found it 10 out of 10 man there was like elements of deftones elements of significant other fugazi yeah all right fugazi One of my i was like Fuck, dude like this is this is fucking nuts, dude. Like, and I, and like, you made an album in full that feels like something so current, but also bringing 
everything back from all of the like like all right like i said you have a, you know i don't know how much time you have but from like let's just say let's just say this what took the band from from old friends from young years to ego trip like what was that i know yeah 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 what what took you guys from where you were to where you are right now because i know there was a time where you stopped rapping we did a hardcore now you came back you're doing you're and it feels current and good and like it relates to me as a person that like I'm like right on the precipice of being young and also old but I'm also <laughs> yeah. like you know all these kids that are like listening to it and they're young and they want Papa Road shirts and they want to fucking know about you guys like you only have about 30 years to go over dude so what fucking took you from that thing from where you were yeah. to where you are right now I mean I'd say the independent, this is what it is, is the independent years shaped us to be able to weather storms throughout our career. Um, you know, before we had put out Infest, it was, uh, we had a, uh, what do we have? Uh, Potatoes for Christmas was an EP. It's That's like, the first one, right? Yeah, that sounded like, like spastic Red Hot Chili Peppers meets Mr. Bungle. You know, we started like Funk Punk was like our first kind of vibe. And then we got into like a little bit more metal and started uh, bringing in some of that Deftones feel, some of that corn feel. Uh, we did a demo called Caca Bonita, and that was a that was a ripper, man. Then we put out a uh, five tracks deep. Um, then we put out one called Let Them Know, that was a five song EP as well. And then we put out Old Friends from Young Years, or no, Old Friends from Young Years, then Five Tracks Deep, then Let Them Know. And then we put out Infest. So those formative years of being an independent band and just slugging it down the trenches, uh, selling 40s with our band sticker on it at the parties, hustling, selling the, the demos out the trunk of the car, not making no money, eating top ramen, sleeping on the floor of your homies' places. Um, and uh, those those were the moments that got us prepared for, for what was to come. And... Uh, kind of got us prepared and then we drop and fest you know rocket ship ride to the top and uh then uh soon thereafter it was like the garage rock revolution so it was the vines and the strokes, strokes and the white stripes a lot of great bands that are still around ripping it Hi, jack yeah, white's yeah, a badass dude. the hives are awesome live awesome shit, dude. yeah i mean you know it that came around but it kind of leveled the, the the landscape for new metal that people were like nah new metal <laughs> Bye, Fred. And you can fucking all, me too. They're like, yeah, you too, dude. And 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 this is what I this is what I was talking about earlier. Like, you're able to like look at it from a perspective of understanding it. And oh yeah, being in it. I didn't understand it while I was in it. I was like, oh god, it's fucking over. Oh, what do we do? You know, at the driving came through, blew my mind. Yeah, it's and just one another one of those groups that were just like, oh, wow, how'd they do it, dude? Authenticity. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Right record at the right time with the right sound and the every and it's the just, right people. Yeah, it just it all culminated into this thing, you know? And we're while that's happening, we're going, "All right, how do we how do we make an impact?" Well, you know, we just got to go be a band. That's what our manager always told us. Just go be a band, write songs and play shows. So we did that. 
And we had some, there was some dried up years for a minute, you know, where the industry was like, ah, this band's dead, you know, get dropped by a record company. But, but you but you didn't stop putting out albums. Like nope. there was maybe, there was maybe like, what, like three years in between like an album, like the, yeah. the longest time you guys kept doing it. Absolutely. We kept, we kept nose to the grindstone, you know, and we get dropped by one record company, get picked up by Geffen and make an album called Getting Away With Murder turn around and sell a 1.5 million records all of a sudden we're back on the scene we got a song called scars we're receiving awards for this thing it went on that song went into the top five at pop radio like not only did it take over alternative radio and rock radio it went on pop radio and i'm my mind is blown at this time and the industry is going oh wow this band pop roach really is they're not going away they're here to stay yeah and then the ind- industry just started crumbling, man. It was like uh, the likes of like Manson was getting dropped. Weezer was getting dropped from Interscope. Uh, AFI was getting dropped. Jimmy Eat World was getting dropped. Who's next? Well, P. Roach, we're getting dropped. We went on to uh, work with Alan Kovac and 11.7 Records. Um, you know, that was in the era of like, you know, the, the I guess like the, the, the reemergence of, you know, kind of metal and rock with Avenged Sevenfold and that kind of feel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, st- we, we made records through that era and had songs that were hits and all the while, you know, just kind of quietly just doing our business, grinding away. And then the internet started to, to really crack off and our band started to meme super hard, you know, and that's when we're like, oh man, there's like this kind of odd like, are we getting dissed or it are we getting hate. celebrated? Dude, it wasn't hateful. What is it? That's the fucking thing is like, it yeah. wasn't, you guys got this thing that it wasn't hateful. Yeah. It was like secretly like this. Absolutely. And the same way it was like with emo. People were like, yeah. we secretly like this. Absolutely. You guys had this thing yeah. while all the rest of the world was like pop, 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 yep. rap, rap, rap. Yep. And we're just over here doing our thing, man. And I think that that's a... I think that's the, I guess the magic to it, man, is when it, when sh- shit got tough, like we didn't just go, ah, it's over. It's like, how do we do this? What, what other avenues? How do we, how do we get our music to the people? How do we, how do we cut through this noise? What do we, who do we got to tour with? You know, there were moments where it was just straight survival. That's cool. I'll survive sometimes. But then there's moments again of thriving. And, and I think when we made our album Crooked Teeth, we started working with, uh, young producers again and that's where that's where the magic really started happening again for us i feel just in in the in the in the rock zeitgeist in this whole big thing um working with young people that were inspired they weren't jaded you know not being in a room with a a producer that's like oh that's been done before i'm like nah dude i want to light two guitars on fire and plug them in and hang them on chains and throw them at each other. And I want to record that sound. And they're like, huh, yeah. And I'm like, ah, you lost the magic, dude. You fucked up. Yeah. Like you, you fucked up. You're, you're on a nine to five now. Like you're not, you're not the real no more. So we had to go find those people. And uh, it awoken something in us, man. It was like it, working with uh, Colin Britton, Nick Furlong, Jason Evigan, uh, Drew Nick Falk. Furlong was one of those guys. Absolutely, man. He, he was one of those guys. Yep. And it's like, they're like, yo, dude, remember back in the day, like when we were just in the room with the homies making records? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, that's what we're doing again. I'm like, then let's fucking go. You know, and, and we and we and we brought that spirit into it. And it's reflected in the music. 
You know, it was like making it was like working with producers that were the young us awakening the young us's in us again. Well, that, that, a lot of us's. Dude, and that's why I was like asking. I was like, you keep going back to being like you're not like you are progressing as a musician, you're progressing as a fucking songwriter. Yep. Your voice is progressing Absolutely, man. as a singer. Yeah, totally. Always a student. Always. Mm-hmm. And like it feels that way in the new album and I'm like, man, these guys just never like it just Papa Roach feels like a band to me that is never giving up and they have made it through this fucking time where it wasn't okay to be Papa Roach. Oh, hell no. We It was like, it wasn't cool for a hot minute, you know, from the outside. For me, I was always like, I had that delusions of grandeur. You know, I'm like, fuck yeah, we're killing it. I'll make this club feel like an arena. Let's go. You know, and, and uh, fast forward to the moments that we are in now, we're getting like, headline offers on these big old festivals know. you know we're going back in the summer to europe and it's like we're getting our billing just keeps going up and up and up and it's this thing that i dreamt of when i was a kid you know or back in the year 2002 when we did a show with stone temple pilots and i saw them play their catalog of music on stage and i was like like if we stick to it man like that could be us we could be doing that and now we're coming to that point now in our career where here we are. We got, you know, what, 11, 12 records and a bunch of demos before that uh, of catalog and this this story to tell. And it's we did it just the other night at Aftershock up in Sacramento. You know, we headlined the B stage with our brothers, My Chemical Romance, right over here, ripping it, you know, and annihilated the audience, like just brought, just leveled the joint. And we're almost 30 years into this thing. And so it's just been that like, that slow build, that slow burn, you know? It's like, I'm just, I'm so grateful for it because so many times we could have just said, ah, I can't, man, I can't do it. But so many times we go back in that studio and I'm like, oh, but listen to this one, guys, dude, I feel like we can still do this. It's the fucking thing. It's yeah. the magic that you were yeah. talking about, dude. Yeah. And like, you know, like, I, you know, I, 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 this is your interview. It is your interview. It's Jacoby's interview. But like to be able to bring you guys out at Coachella. Oh, bro. That was a moment. Like, <sighs> thank you. That, thank you. Oh, thank you. Because that was. As far as I know, that was hot fire. The most talked about moment at Coachella that that year. We shared a moment, dude. That was so sick. I, seriously, I I I still light up when we when I think about that one. I'm like, Whew. well, they never asked us bands like us to play, right? They never asked nah. like, and I'm not even a band. I'm not even a fucking band, dude. But you're a culture creator, bro. But like we want to like, and and we see that in you. We see it when we play the songs, and it's like I see it and hear it when I listen to these albums. I'm like, I don't know to be able to do that with people that I not only grew up listening to because I never stopped listening to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to be able to do it with you guys was. You know, I'm sure you've had moments in in your life like that before, Mm -hmm. but that is, you know, you have left an impact on my life 
in a very, very, very big way. That was the that was maybe the best thing that that you know not bad. I don't know how to say best, but like maybe the most magical thing that that I, I've ever watched ourselves. You know, like I don't. I didn't think you were, I was. You guys good. were murdering it, bro. Dude. That crowd was like locked in on that show. It was it was slamming. I just didn't think that it was possible for somebody like me to do something, bro. Like that. You are. Dude, what you're doing with emo night is it's so important. My son Mikhail uh, just hit me up. He's all, Dad, emo night's coming. Dude, my son goes to college out in Iowa. Uh, emo night's coming to I think it's a uh, Dubuque, Iowa, maybe or it's or Des Moines, one of the two. Pretty shortly, <clears throat> and he went to one out. You guys had it out there and uh, had a blast. And so what's happening is you're you're having these events across the country. And what's happening is these college kids are pulling up on this and they're, I mean, you know what's going on at these things. They're popping off. Like my son already hit me up about the one that's coming up next month. So you guys are doing something that's important for the genre. It's important for rock. It's important for the youth. It's important to get, it's, it's that, it's that travel communal vibe, dude. People coming together under a roof, right? To, to party and to sing songs and dance and fellowship with each other it's that's powerful it's It's more than tiktok that's more than social media that's more than anything it's it's a true cultural it's a it's a true moment where people sweat on each other and they're looking at each other going fuck remember that time we heard the song for the first time oh my god it's like it's such a it's such a great thing man it's like and it's so good that live music is back and people are doing this again but those events man you know what it is too. Uh, one more thing, uh, in Europe, it reminds me of what pops off in the UK and Europe. These rock clubs go off, and I've always been like, man, where's the rock clubs in the U.S., man? Like, where are we at? And what you're doing is you're bringing it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, psh, thank you. You know, we we I say I say this, and I will say this to every single person that sits on this couch. That what we're doing is not possible without artists like you. Oh right, man, there's and there's a there's a bunch of great artists out right now. Yeah, what are you listening to? What do you what do you have like what's going on in your world like right now personally? Right now. Like cuz I want to know. I'm vibing uh this band Bad Omens. I'm mm-hmm. digging them. Uh Beartooth, I'm digging Beartooth. Uh I'm digging uh Bring Me the Horizon. I love what Ollie and the boys are doing. Um, I just met this uh, young producer Morgoth. He's he's kind of dipping in a lot of these different spaces. He's working with like Zillakami. Um, he's working with Scarlore, but then he's also working with MGK. So he's he's one of these up and coming producers that's popping off. I dig him and what he's up to. Um, who else? Uh, then I'm kind of going old school, you know. It's like I'm back on that rage tip again, you know. So am I. I, lo- I love uh, I love Run the Jewels. You know, that's another one that just gets gets me moving. Uh, just saw the Chili Peppers the other night, kind of ignited my fire on the peppers. Went back and been listening to some early Freaky Styly, some of that stuff. You know, and then uh, The Shape of Punk to Come is one of those that's always in the, the Rolodex. It comes in around. Dude, did you hear, yeah. have you heard the new uh, Sleeping with Sirens? No. I need to hear it. So, they, put really, it in my notes. they really shape of punk to come in. Like okay. In that, in that, like at least in a couple of those songs, and I had, I had Kellen in here, and uh, I like Kellen, man, dude. 
He's a rad human. Couldn't be a sweeter dude. I talked to him. You know, it's it's hard for me to talk to to you guys sometimes because I want to be like, what's it like being a dad? What's it like being a fucking father? What's it like being like an adult? What's it like doing all of this stuff? But like, I know we have music to talk about and like, you know, it's the first thing I, it's usually the first, I did not ask you because I have a lot of other things to talk to you about. I would think we had a lot of stuff to cover, but like, you know, it's one of the things that I look up to you guys the most about is being a parent and being a good parent. Yeah, I'm in. I'm I engaged. See, I see the way that you guys do it. I see the way Kellen is so fucking like with his kids and I see the way that you're so with your kids. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, it's just something that I don't have yet. I don't, I don't have that yet. So it's something to look forward to. Oh dude, it's, it's so rad, man. When you got little, little mini yous running around, it's like, it just blows me away. It's, it's very challenging. Um, but what it does is it continually brings out the best in me. You know, I, I, it's, it challenges me to be better on the regular. I think that's important. I need that in my life. And they teach me as much as I teach them, you know, and I've got great relationships with my older sons, you know, Mikhail and Jagger. They're Jagger's eighteen. My other boy's twenty, about to be twenty-one. Coming they, they up, they do sports stuff. They, oh yeah, they, they're, they're athletes, man. In it, they're huh? in it. Yeah, Mikhail, he's the one in Iowa. Mm-hmm. He's out playing lacrosse. He's ripping it. He's going to school to be a doctor, which trips me out. <laughs> my son's going to school to be a doctor. Okay, cool. All right, he's into it. Um, you know, Jagger, he's a little football player. He's he's looking to go to college and play football. He's get some. He's got a. He's got an offer. That just came through for him, and so that's sick. Yeah. And dude, I gotta tell you, my son Jagger spits bars. Dude, my boy's been writing raps since uh, probably like the last four or five years, and he keeps getting better and better and better and better and better. So uh, who knows? Maybe we'll see him drop something here soon. That's I, I leave that up to him. I'm like, if you want to go do music, dude, you got to figure out how to do that. Like, figure it out. That's how I did it. It's the best. It's the best way to be. I yeah. think you know, like you, you are there to support. 100%. Absolutely. We had Landon in here. We had Landon Barker in here, and, and you know, he said the same thing about Travis. He was like, "Dad was never, you know, he never gave anything. He was just there to support." Yeah. And if I wanted to do it, he was. And I was like, "God damn, dude! All these fucking guys that I really look up to never gave." Well, my, so- my, Dude, my, my dad said the, the you know, my dad's not a, a musician. Got it. Yeah, no, neither is mine. <laughs> you know, he said the most important thing to me in, in my entire life, you know, like, he's like, when you become a father, you give your kid enough to do something, but not enough to do nothing. <sighs> and I'm like, all that's, I see a through line with you, Travis, all these, uh. Kellen. And I was like, God damn, dude, like. Daddy dropped the bomb on you. He dropped the knowledge, man. Dude, you just turn smarter as soon as you get to be a dad, I guess. I have no fucking we got clue. This th- we got this thing that's called dad strength. I bet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know. Uh, yeah, dude. And and then I got this little guy, Brixton. He's like a little beam of light. And he's just, he's awesome, man. He's, he's a, we got him in chess club. And I never learned how to play chess. And so, yeah, I'm learning how to play chess from my nine-year-old. And so, and, and I got to tell you, I love this game. Like, new favorite game, straight up chess is, I'm in. It's I one love of those it. things that you think about all the time, I bet. Like, it's, after you're done with it, you're like, I'm, a, I'm like, uh, now I want to get online and start studying, like, 
you know, learning different tactics and have learning you ever more. Beat him? Have you ever beat him? Uh, yes, I have. I've, I've lost to him a couple times and I've beat him a bunch of times, you know. Dude. Can't let him win. I, I got to try to win. You know what I'm saying? I can't I know, be that dad and let dude, him win. What a fucking beautiful life you live. Do you think that this is like the life you're living now? Like, is this something that you ever thought would be possible for you? Uh, I, I always wanted to have kids. I knew that. I knew I wanted to have a family. Um, but where my life is at now is it, it exceeds anything that I imagined as, as a young man, to be honest. And I have to remind myself that like, that's, that's a, that's a real statement. And sometimes I can find myself being ungrateful about having one of the most amazing lives. And that's the, that's the thing. That's the challenge in this mind, this, uh, alcoholic mind that I'm working to untangle and unweave and, you know, make sense of. And, uh, that's, that's the it's part of the journey. You know what I mean? But I, uh, I got I got a bitch in life, you know, and, and, and my wife, she, she makes me keep it real. You know, she's like, she's, the, she's the reality check for me. And sometimes maybe a little too much of a reality check. Sometimes I'm like, ease up, babe. You know, I'm a sensitive guy. Like you, you know, you know, I'm an artist, right? You know, I write songs for a living. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, you know I wrote scars, right? Like you know that. I tear right? my heart open, baby. You know that. I sew myself right? shut. My weaknesses, I care too much. <laughs> Sorry. It's like fucking like, you know, like I just I'm not the garbage man, honey. I Although look, I could do that job if I need if I had to. I just look at you and I go, man, you know, I I just I don't know if these people realize the lives that they're living and so so it is a it's an honor for me to ask if this is something that you ever like thought that this this would be your life hey man i'll tell you this you know what helps me realize is uh i got back on to doing uh, my daily gratitude lists mm -hmm. probably like about a month and a half ago i started again and uh, I've been po I was posting them in my stories uh, just recently, like last week, I started posting them uh, just on my page and just kind of to have a little bit of uh, accountability in the sense of going, I'm just going to commit to this and do it for a year. I'm going to do it for a year. I'm going to continue to do this. I, I might miss a day here and there, but I'm going to get back on and I'm going to keep doing it. And and because I've done it before and I've seen the the, the fruit of that in my life of, of continual gratitude that where it changes my perspective because I need that. It is the one thing that I, that I, uh, you know, hear you say every single interview is I'm grateful for this. Oh I'm yeah. Grateful to be here. I'm grateful to play this show. I'm grateful to be with you guys. Yeah. And you know, like let me tell you that I'm grateful to have you here and I'm grateful oh, to man. have you as a friend and I'm grateful that you and I gets to play you you know we don't have to, we get to mm -hmm. right we get mm -hmm. to do these things uh, and and you know we get to listen to fucking ego trip yeah like I just been walking around my neighborhood fucking listening to it my new favorite song changes every day my least favorite song song changes every day <laughs> You know, yeah, like, you, you know what I mean. Like that's what's up. It's like it, it, and and but I continuously think that what you you're you put out and like 
how you put on your live shows and what you're constantly grow you how you're constantly growing as a person and yeah. artist is inspirational. I, it I'm really trying. dude not just from people that are like my age, but like these young kids. Like, yeah, man. Like young kids in Papa Roach shirts. Like I love seeing that. They love you. Like they love you. I love you, kids. They Sorry, that was me pounding my chest saying, I love you to the kids. Yeah, dude, they fucking love you. And I, I just uh I mean, that's really it. I don't I don't really I've got a lot more, but I feel like we've gone what, like hour and hour twelve? Dude, we just ripped it. Hey, I will say this, man. As much as I, I remember when we did Coachella and you said you had your shirts that said what did it say? We don't belong here. We're not supposed to be. We're here. not supposed to be here. You absolutely were supposed. I love the like the sarcasm in it, but dude, you got a space on that stage, man. You got a space in in, in musical culture. You're a curator of radness, man. And like the, these cultural events, you know, it's like you're rolling time. Like, hey, what's up? Who's at emo night this weekend in L.A.? It's like it's the talk of the town, bro. It's 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 in the rock community. It's the spot. That's well, where people want to be, dude. Well, dude. So you got to keep crushing it, man. Keep on, dude, because you, you know, it's, it's we love it. It's people like you. We look up to you because you care about it. Yeah, symbiotic. You've cared, you've cared about it. Absolutely. For this long. And if you don't care about something, then it goes away. Yep. Right? And we constantly, like the same thing as you, up and down, up and down, yep. up and down. We give a fuck about it. Absolutely. You know, we started our, we're starting our own label. We're doing the same things. Dude. Really? Yeah. All right. I'm excited to hear what you guys are doing. Dude, I have a lot of stuff to tell you that, All right. you know, we both can't say like on the air. I just, I, I just, I was very excited for you to come in here because like you're, you're one of these people that like I connect to pretty multi-level style. I yeah. get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Absolutely. So, um, you guys are touring in 2023. Yep. In Gonna Europe, be a big year. start big fucking thing. Um, I, I urge everybody to go take a fucking giant listen to Ego Trip. Oh yeah, go check it out. It's a ripper of an album, man. I'm, I'm we're proud of this one for I, sure. I'm proud of it too. Thank I you. I get to be like, I get to like listen to this in my car and be like, I know them. I know. I, I, they asked me to play a show with them in Mexico. Orale. I know those guys, dude. It's my guys. And it was just fucking like you guys. Papa Roach is a legend. I want, you know, if nobody, you know, if you don't, if you don't hear it enough, you are a legendary band. I appreciate it, man. I'll you, take the compliment. You have made it into that fucking genre of just being a legendary <sighs> Straight band. fucking legend, mate. It's what I'm going for, mate. You did it. Terrible British accent, but I did oh, it. It's not that bad. <laughs> You spent enough of time over there where you probably have oh, yeah, better dude. than I do. I'm coming back, dude. I'm going out there with our boys and Don Broco. That's another band that I like, too. Sorry to keep this thing going on, but Don Broco, peep them out, dude. They got a track called Bruce Willis. pretty dope. They got another track called uh, Everybody That's a Banger. They got another one called Uber that's pretty dope. Dude, we can. Here's the thing. You can come back here whenever Yeah, let's you... do this again. This, is, this was just the tip of the fucking iceberg. Oh, I just wait... give you the tip. We just gave you the tip. Just like, the tip. I mate. just wanted to make sure that I got everything that I wanted to tell you and all the things that, like, oh, I just wanted to gas you up a little bit. Hey, just man, I feel like, good, dude. I appreciate it, man. DJ Kobe from Papa Roach. Everybody, please go check out Ego Trip. Everybody, check out their whole fucking lexicon, man. Yeah, but Ego it's Trip's a, a great place to start. It's a rock. It is. It gives you a fucking great start. 
please check out Ego Trip. Thank you so much for being here. Dude. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, bro. I really appreciate you. I love you a lot, man. I love you back, dude. For real. All right. Yeah. Emo Night Radio. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to get a little random tattoo. So we're going to write some stuff on some paper, throw them in here. He's going to pick it, and I'm going to tat it. I'm fucked. You pick it, I stick it. Pick it. I hope I'm going to get a dick. <laughs> I hope I get the dick. Get that dick. All right, what do we get? What do you get the dick? Oh, uh, what did he get? Scully face. Oh, you go Scully face. All right. Scully face. We're going Scully face. Let's do it. Let's do it. Ah, oh, the man knows how to tattoo. Dude, this is Are you killing? Pretty, Are you killing it? It's actually pretty dope. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm pretty happy with my work here. All right, do Let's I just see. like spit on it or how yeah, do I? Yeah, yeah, you just go. You gotta smack it. Just oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, you pick it, we stick it. You think it, we ink it. Come on.